Getting a spitz, then a steak. Getting a spitz, then a steak, then a, a handy. In your John Wooden sauna? Exactly. Wow. Love good wood. This is some good wood. And this is a great start, because we're, we're in it. Oh, boy. Now we're in it to win it. We're in it to I'm, win I'm, it. I'm, I'm in wood, and you're with brick. Two good uh, materials. I guess. What do you think is better, wood or brick? Kerry Wood or Brick... Uh, to Brickishaw Ferguson. To Brickishaw Ferguson. That's a, that's a nice start. Hot start. Hot start. We're cooking hot. I think they're... I don't know if one's better than the other, to be honest. I like both. I like a combination of wood and brick. I like to make everything in life a competition. You do. Nothing really should do. coexist on equal levels. You have to always pit one thing against another. One of them has to be correct. The other one has to be as wrong as wrong can be. It has to get canceled, actually. Whichever one we don't choose, brick or wood, should get canceled. Imagine. Who would you cancel? Would you cancel brick? You're, you're, you have brick in your apartment. It's hard to cancel something in your own apartment. I think I would cancel timber. Wood. You're anti-wood. I guess, just because you got to pick a side. Woody Harrelson. I like wood. I think wood's got a lot of use. I think pretty wood. I like mahogany. Probably my favorite wood. We've never done top nine woods. Top nine... Yeah, we haven't done top nine woods. We could do top nine rainforests in the world, but there might only be eight left. I think Seidel would probably love that that list because he's I a big natural his... he's a big natural resource guy. He is. And we're we're his cards about that. We're a big non renewable resource team because we are two non renewable resources. It's just us, and we're in the kitchen. Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. Welcome, Brazerbacks, episode thirty nine. We're really in it. This is episode 39. This is the last episode until we record next week. <laughs> That's, can't argue that. That's a fair statement. I don't like the number 39, though. I was just talking to, about that with some of my friends. Uh, this guy in the Yankees, Mike Talkman, Mike Mon Talkman, he wears 39. It's really just an ugly number, I think. You know what I do like about 39? The one redeeming quality? Yeah. If you, 13 times 3 is 39, it feels like a seamless multiplication. I didn't know that. It's good on the multiplication tables. Did not know that. I had no idea that 39, anything multiplied against each other equals 39. You just stack like three patties of 13 on each other and you get that 39 burger. Nice. <laughs> All right. That's a redeeming quality about 39. But that's probably... You defended 39. That's probably about it. I mean, what did you think about 39 has got to be similar to 29 in terms of aging? How do you feel about 29? I enjoyed 29. Eight... Uh, 29 felt like the entire time I was 29, I was like, oh, man, I'm turning 30 real soon. The second I turned 29, I was like, 30's right around the corner. But I feel like once you're at 39, you're like, numbers don't really mean anything anymore. It's like 39 or 40. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we're nine years away. Yeah, for me, 29, and I think it's also in hindsight because we both turned 30 during the pandemic. Yeah. So 29 did feel like a culmination of things for me. I mean, I did get married at 29. It did feel like the culmination of, of your 20s, of your 20s. Me being 29 felt like the culmination of your of personal 20s. That makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm glad that my 20s culminated to something. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, it felt like, uh, I don't know, I felt like I, 
not necessarily gotten my groove in stand-up, but was like, okay, I think I know who I am as a stand-up, an unsuccessful one. Uh, and Self-slam. Self-slam. Summer-slam. Remember Slam Ball? Remind me. It was on, I think it was on Spike TV, but it was like the trampoline basketball. Yes. It was like yes. huge for, I want to say like one summer, and then I don't know what happened yeah. to it. I remember watching a little bit of that, the highlights. It looked like something that was like, I just wish that I could be playing in that. Like Watching the games weren't that competitive, I remember being like, I wish I could be, be playing in that league. Yeah, and I feel like we tried to, but no one had a trampoline, and also I feel like my mom saw it and was like, that's the most dangerous, dangerous. thing on the planet. Yeah. We actually, you said slam ball, it reminded me of summer camp. We used to play like uh, 21 on a small hoop. That was like, we could all dunk on. We used to call it slam ball. That's classic. When you're young and you... Uh, you lower the hoop so you could you do dunks. It's the best. Tim Duncan. Exactly. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. We got a Dunkin' Donuts question. That's some nice foreshadowing. That's seamless. Should we just should we just open it up? Like yeah, yeah let's, let's open it up. Let's do it. We don't have any rules. That's the Braised Bits universe is saying, you know what? Let's just uh, let's slurp on some caffeine. Yeah, that's cooking is an art, and sometimes you just got to add an ingredient when you might have planned on it later. But the the way the kitchen's working, you got to. We're gonna get into our question first. Um, we have two questions this week. Maybe we'll save the second question for for later. But this first question, again, if you do want to send in a question, all I do is say this. But apparently, based on previous feedback, we don't say it enough. Uh, you could email brazebits at gmail dot com, or DM us on Instagram at brazebits. So this first question. I could read it. Um, so this is from the Covifi kid. The Covifi mm-hmm. kid says, bold Starbucks order for Jesse. That's a call back to last episode. Jesse talked about his, his uh, particular Starbucks encounter. So he says, bold Starbucks order for Jesse. Want to ask the Brazier baristas, where mm-hmm. do you both stand on the Starbucks versus Dunkin' debate? Sounds like Jesse is a Bucks boy, but I got my money on Lance being a Dunkin' dog. Dunkin' feels more straightforward and I feel like Lance will have some arguably non-existent problem with the Bucks. Romaine, let me know. Great question. Sorry about the text notifications. Put it on silent midway through the question. That was probably Starbucks being like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna order right now?" Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you very much for the Kofefi kid. Was that the first question we've ever gotten from the Kofefi kid? That's the first question from the Kofefi. I always said it said Kofefi, but it could be Kofefi. I guess we gotta ask Trump. He's the one who, who he invented it. it. Yeah. Um, first question from the Kovifi kid, unrelated, but we also had our first Swedish listener this uh, this past week. Oh wow, huge Swedish fish, great Swedish game. Swedish coffee. Uh, does that exist? It sounds like it. It's yeah, Illy isn't like Illy Swedish coffee? Yeah, sounds like something. We're not here to talk about Illy. We're not here to talk about Sweden. We're here to talk about Starbucks versus Dunkin'. And is the Kovifi kid correct? Are you a, a Starbucks guy through and through? Not through and through. I am a Daddy Warbucks guy for the most part, but when it comes to iced coffee, I could do Starbucks or Dunkin'. I think both of their iced coffees are pretty good. But when it comes to espresso, I go Starbucks all the way. I think they have great espresso. I like their I like the dark. Uh, their dark espresso is like tastes like a dark pretzel to me. It's got a nice bitterness to it. But I don't hate on Dunkin'. I, I'll not. I won't turn down a Dunkin'. I like their uh, their turkey sausage egg sandwiches. They're pretty solid. But other than that. If I had to choose, I'd probably go Bucks over Dunkin'. Yeah, so I'm I'm, in a, I'm breaking this down purely coffee. The Bucks, I don't. There's something about it I don't like. He's right. The Kovifi kid got he got he gets me. He knows my body. Wow. He 
there is a sort of sameness to Starbucks. It feels like you could get Starbucks. At, it's like the, the thing that I don't like about the United States that also is maybe the world now, like the, the fact that you could go anywhere and like have the same experience. You don't like that. I don't like that. I feel like you should go to a different town and have a different experience. And there's nothing that's comforting about it being like, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you're like, uh, I feel a little out of place. Starbucks doesn't like give you a little sense of uh, home normalcy. No, it gives me a sense of bureaucratic sameness. I feel like there's nothing special about it. It doesn't feel like it has a human touch. Wow. Um, I also don't love how they have those tables. If you go in there and they have those tables and they have like chess or checker boards, but there's never any chess or checkers. I haven't, in a Starbucks, I've never seen a you know, chess or checkers board. No, you haven't, but you know the t- like the coffee tables that they have when you sit down on the tables? Yeah. Sometimes those tables have like squares to indicate that you could play chess or checkers. But they never, never have that. the pieces. Never noticed that. Wow. And that's a touch that I hate. I also... You, but if they had the pieces, would they make you happier? Yeah. Okay. Because it's just a superflu- superfluous touch. BYOP. It's like someone... Pieces. So It's clearly someone in a corporate board said, oh, well, we could get these tables because this looks like a place where this could happen. So far removed from it that no one's even considering if people are playing checkers or chess or providing the, the tools anyway, Starbucks coffee, I don't, it like gets me, I don't like it. It, uh, wow. it, it, uh, I always feel bloated after having it. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. But I think that's a meat problem. I don't think their coffee is like disgusting, but I just, it's got to change up your order. What are you, are you getting like a, Ari- just coffee? like an Ariana Grande coffee. Any milk in there? No. Black. Yeah. Nice. Um, Interesting. It bloats you up. Yeah, I don't know why, but Duncan, I, I like the coffee better. And uh, again, he's right. It is more straightforward. Is a good adjective to describe Duncan. There's something almost depressing about Duncan. <laughs> I feel like, and that's what you like about it. Yeah, kind of. It's just like you're getting your coffee. You it it, it feels like it feels like the environment of Duncan is how it feels emotionally before you have your coffee. I like that. That's a good analogy. But it's also, I mean, all Duncans look the same pretty much on the inside. Yeah, but they're not, they're not trying as hard as, as uh, Starbucks, I think. Starbucks attempts to be a community center. Duncan is just like, we have donuts, we have coffee. And they, they're, they become a community center maybe sometimes, but they don't intend to be. It doesn't look inviting in there. They're not, they're not, trying, they're not trying to be anything else other than what they are. Yeah, they're definitely not intending to, but in... My neighborhood in Astoria, my Duncan is loaded with a lot of senior citizens just hanging out all day long. I know, because it, it's, it has an energy that it's not, it's not trying to be a thing, so it just naturally becomes a thing, yeah. which are the best types of places. It's like, it's not, it's not putting on airs. I like Starbucks. They're, they're making a little effort. They're trying a little bit. They might not, might, might not be doing enough, but they're, they're trying a little bit. might they're, be fake. They're, they're trying, yeah, but they're, they're trying in the sense that they have these tables with these chess and checkerboards, but then don't even have the chess pieces. Checkmate. Checkmate. So I'm not, like, against... I'm not, like, going to boycott Starbucks or anything. I'm not, like... if It's the only option. But it, I'm basically only going to get it if it's, if it's the only option. They also have sneaky good uh, food options. Their, their feta egg white wrap is to die for. Turkey... Reduced fat turkey bacon egg sandwich. Oh my goodness, scrumptious! 
Yeah, I've had those sandwiches before. They're they're pretty good. Not sh- not too shabby. Not too shabby. It's a good question. Great question by the Kovefi Kovifi kid. Yeah. I had one piece of meal prep that I wanted to, to just address. Let's do it. From, from last episode, I uh, I don't have any regrets, but I do want to say that moving forward, I'm going to keep an eye on my audio levels. I, I got passionate. I got loud. I got outrageous last week uh, to the point where you had to create a, a new audio track. I was, I think I was screaming during Phil Jackson's picks. Um, I just want to let you know, let the Razorbacks know, I'm not intending to blow anybody's eardrums out, but sometimes I just get in the kitchen and I let loose. I forget that we're even recording. I start screaming, scream the movie. Um, so I'm going to keep track. If my levels get to the red mark on our clean feed, I'm going to, I'll make sure to back off or lower it. Um, but I was loud. And I was proud last week. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's necessarily a problem with your emotions. I don't have any, so someone's got to. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I appreciated that. It did personally hurt my eardrums a lot when editing it, but that's, that's <laughs> kind of the occupational hazard. That's what happens when uh, you get Phil Jackson in the mix. I just I get raw. I get, I get loud. Yeah, and... Uh, new Brazerbacks, if you're listening and you don't, basically anytime if you are listening and you don't, you don't understand anything we're saying, part of it might be because you're not in pod shape. That might be part of it. But another part of it is we're often referencing, we're kind of a nice ecosystem, a, a sustainable farm of episodes. All episodes kind of link to others. Exactly. And the one link is the, the Braze Bits. The Bits. The Zelda of Braze Bits is the link. Exactly. Nice. And this is where we high rule. That's where you lost me. Matt Rule is the coach. Okay. I've never played Zelda, but I think those are all like Hyrule Castle is part of Zelda, I think, because of, you know, in Super Smash Brothers, when you play at Zelda, it's Hyrule uh, Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good pull. Yeah, good pull. Um, yeah, let's, do you want to get into highlights? Let's do it. I got a quick highlight. Nothing that uh, exciting happened this past week. I, I'm just. My highlight this past week was uh, Carmelo Anthony in the NBA bubble, playing well. Uh, they're they're in the playoffs. I'm a big mellow guy. The Blazers. Marshmallows. Was that the Blazers? The Blazers. Yes, the yeah. Blue Blazers, the team that Mellow's on. He almost had to retire. I think last year, a couple years ago, because nobody wanted it. But now he's a, a crucial player. He's 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 fell into or he's embraced his role. As, as a, not being the star on the team, but as like a solid shooter and kind of the veteran on the team. It's great to see. It's, it's uh, makes me happy to see him happy. Yeah, just Carmelo Anthony going nuts. I, and I, part of me wants to do my uh, Madison Square Garden announcer Carmelo Anthony introduction, but that would involve me screaming. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna spare your eardrums. I think you do it, Carmelo Anthony. Nice. You could you could be in a you could be one of those announcer people. That's my dream. It's my dream job. How do you think you get into that? I don't know. Maybe I, a lot of these guys who are in it now are like son. Their fathers were announcers. Like Buck's father was a legendary announcer. A lot of them, Marv Albert's got like brothers and sons in the league. It's, it's you got to be born into it. That's like you know the uh, Foley artists. Yeah. You know I, that's like the people who do sounds in Hollywood. I think yeah. that's like the same thing. Well, nepotism. Yeah. I think maybe, I mean, maybe you could get into it. Like, say, if you're like a ball boy for the New Jersey Nets in high school, maybe that could be like an in. It could be, but I, I probably should have stayed in the uh, stayed in the league. 
since then. I haven't had much experience besides as a, a fan, a dad fan. Yeah. Uh, well, that was impressive, I got to say. You passed my audition, and I didn't even know I was the judge. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. If I was Simon Cowell, I wouldn't have anything to say. It's just, you can't I feel like that them. was not bad. It's a good time. Um, yeah, that's cool. I, I also like how Carmelo, he kind of went to Port, Portland, and he was just like, ball me, Blazers. <laughs> Very nice. Exactly. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, he's he sits got, in the corner, and he gets his ball me, Blazers, and they ball him. He's got a good attitude now. Not yeah. that he didn't have a good attitude before. The thing I thought about Carmelo, which was unfortunate, is he was like a superstar, but almost like just below a super superstar. You know, he like, I don't know if he was good enough to really entirely carry a team, but he was like just below that level. He had like a year or two where he was good enough to do that, to carry a team, but he was never, he never embraced making everyone around him better. Like I, I wish that he would have embraced Jeremy Lin when the, the Sanity was happening. Carmelo was injured during Lynn's sanity. When yeah. he came back, he never really embraced Lynn. I think if he probably could go back, I think he would probably embrace him. And that's how you build a winning team in the league now. You have multiple superstars, people buying into the team effort. Exactly. And it actually, there's an interesting parallel in, I think, in, in soccer. So the Champions League is happening right now. Do you know Neymar? I've, yeah, I've heard of him. He's like, he's Brazilian. He plays for the team in Paris. And he's really good. He actually, the way he plays soccer weirdly reminds me of Carmelo in the sense that he's like on the ball a lot um, and kind of the offense runs through him in a way. I think he's like, he's like if Carmelo was slightly better, mm-hmm. I think. And he, there's another guy, Mbappe, on the Paris team. And he's like, they're probably maybe the two best players in all of soccer. So it's interesting to see like, you would think that maybe they both of them have too much ego, but they, they work well together. They coexist. It's interesting. Yeah. When, like in professional sports, when these egos get so big, some of these guys, like, they can't uh, take not being the number one guy. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened with Golden State. Pat Riley, it's some, he talked, like, I've read it a million different places, but he talks about uh, what he calls the disease of more. Mm-hmm. So all these super teams, they win two or three times and then eventually they fall apart because their egos get in the way and right. they just they're not content with just just winning right it's interesting yeah that's a good highlight thank you so my highlight is this past weekend uh kate and i and my brother-in-law went to staten island wow yeah um i got it so i was in a we went hiking there's a park in the middle of staten island that it's like a gigantic park. I, I felt bad. I was in a pretty terrible mood. I get in like a really bad mood probably once a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't eat enough before we left. The drive there was like a bit much. And I had like a lot of stuff going on the, the days leading up to it. So I was just in a terrible mood and I felt really bad. But then after the hike, we went to this restaurant in Staten Island. Uh, Marina Cafe, it was called. And it was like everything you would imagine of a Staten Island restaurant. Number one, the food was great. It was like an outdoor thing on a marina. Italian. Um, it was like, it, it was Italian-American. Okay. I got a chicken pizza, which it was like one that. of the best things I've ever had. But I was also like starving. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was natural outdoor seating. They had like, I, I just looked up places that had outdoor seating because I didn't, mm. you never know what you're walking into with these makeshift outdoor seatings. 
So it was nice to eat at a restaurant where that was the intended. Oh, they had outdoor seating even before the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. It was like their natural, natural. Like if you went there non-COVID, you would sit where we sat. So they were built for this. Yeah, and they, you know, it was it was this all these boats. Some of the boats had Trump flags, and it's like, oh, you're in Staten Island. Oh yeah. You are very much in Staten Island. And is the park that you guys went to is that the park that's like built over a dump? No. Didn't Staten Island? I'm not sure they still. Yeah. Still there, but they didn't have the biggest garbage dump yep in the world yeah i don't know in the world but yeah i mean that's what that's what my dad was, was like lancy staten island it's a, there's a dump there that's all i knew about it growing up lancy you know machine gun kelly's looking to buy property up with megan <laughs> megan fox yeah that's what's called back last episode yeah but it was in you know we drove around a bunch there we drove at towards the end there's a south beach it's called but like a, a beach on staten island and it actually looked really nice but it, we i looked it up we looked it up later and um, say like it, the, a lot of it was redone after Sandy, but it looked actually like we were talking about beaches last episode. I was like, I would actually like to go back and go to that beach. It looked, it looked nice. It, really, it looked it wasn't that crowded, and it looked like a beach I would enjoy. Interesting. I don't have much many experiences in Staten Island. I did a show there one time, and it was like the most Staten Island show. It was just like this gigantic Italian restaurant with the highest ceilings. It was a charity event, and there were like a hundred people, but nobody was really there for the comedy. So you're yeah. just like shouting, and no one was paying attention. Right. I was like a year and a half in. It was a, it was actually a good experience, just to like be like Point nobody actually, yeah, nobody actually cares about you, and you have to actually be really good to to do this. Right. I've been mean, meaning to go. I don't know if they're going on right now, but like the Staten Island Yankees play there. Seems like a pretty cool place to go watch a game. There's cool like, views of the skyline in the background. Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting place because it's one of the five boroughs, but it really is, it's developed. I was saying to Kate, like, spiritually, it feels way more New Jersey than it does New York. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty much because the subway just doesn't go there. That's the only reason why. If the subway went there, it would be built up just like Brooklyn and just like Queens. Yeah. But it's point. just kind of all suburban because... The subway doesn't go there. And it's just such yeah. like a different attitude. I mean, there's, I think there's similarities between uh, some neighborhoods in South Brooklyn, like Bay Ridge, Bensonhurst, and Staten Island. It's like similar, similar-ish, but mm-hmm. otherwise it's, it's pretty much Jersey. Look at you. Now you're the king of Staten Island. You're the new Pete Davidson. I knew you were, I was, I was waiting for you to, to <laughs> put that in there. Nah. Pete Davidson and uh, I think Redman are like the most famous people that live there or have lived there. Yeah. And Method Man. Method Man or Redman, one one of the mans. Someone in Jersey Shore, I think, is from Staten Island. Vinny? Maybe. Paulie D. Uh, one of one of the <laughs> one, one of one of the <laughs> one of the Goombas? Yeah. The situation. Yeah. Remember the situation? Do you remember he did that roast of Trump? Like yeah, I don't know, I guess, yeah, it was, that was a while ago now. How different yeah. was the world then when situ- the situation was like one of the biggest people in pop culture and there was a Comedy Central roast of Trump and no one really thought anything of it. It was all fun and games in 2010 or whenever that was. Yeah, insanity. The situation's been in jail now. I think he got, he got out. I think he got out. Yeah. They, they redid it, uh, Jersey Shore. There was like a New Jersey Shore last year or two With years ago. Group? No, it's the same people. Wow. But I think he, 
he missed some of it because he went to jail or his jail thing was involved in the storyline. Interesting. Yeah. But a really, really interesting place. And, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing now, we decided we're just going to do all these local trips until things go back to normal. We're going to go to, we decided we're going to go to City Island uh, sometime City in the fall. City Island's been phenomenal. My mom's yeah. City Island. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So you've been there a bunch? Uh, only recently. The past, like, I went with her and my dad in the springtime to go see where she grew up. I'd never been there before. I've been there once since then. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's, it's, a, it's a, also it seems like a whole different world. Um, feels like you're in like a small little beach town. Yeah. It's really nice. We decided we're going to go in the fall because it's probably pretty crowded now. A lot of good seafood restaurants, a lot of good fried fish places. Love that. Gotta have that. Need that. Need it. Gotta have it. I'll take it. <laughs> you can have it. Oh, we'll split it. Let's split it. All right, I'll split it. You uh, touch it already? I don't want it if you touch it. Um, well, I, I use my fork. Yeah, but you probably put your mouth in the fork first, right? No, no. That was the other fork. All right, we can split it then. That's okay. Fine. Beautiful. We're, we're an improv podcast. We really are. That's just yes and all the way. Oh, yeah. Imagine we had no structure, no no segments. That would be the whole pot. Just... <laughs> Could you, uh, could I have some of that bread over there? Yes. Do you want it just a slice or the whole loaf? I'll take two, you see those two slices that are kind of joined together? Yeah. Could I have that? No, I, I want a piece of that. Well, you could have the whole other part of the loaf. All right. What if I want meatloaf? Well, meatloaf was on the menu. You could have ordered it. The waiter just left. I, I mean, I, I actually thought that there was bread here, like the bread in the background. It's tough for me to stay in the scene when, when I, I thought there was bread around me. But there's no bread around me. Bread Helms? Bread Williams. Nice. Nice. All right. <laughs> End scene. End scene. Wow. Perfect. Beautiful. Who needs UCB when you got braised bits? No, you really don't need it. Have you ever done improv? I took UCB 101 and 201. And I did a couple of jams. A couple like... Uh, Some preserves? Yeah. A bunch of preserves. Funniest moment, I, I went with one of my friends, uh, you met him, Eddie, Eddie from, who produces Giggles and Cream with me. Yeah, yeah. Eddie, Gold, Eddie Goldstein. He was big into improv for a little while. We both did like an introductory class. And he, he's like a really happy guy. And the feedback that he got, the teacher gave after like our first scene was like, you keep saying things like you think it's funny, but it's not. <laughs> like you keep like saying lines and like smiling like you think it's funny, but but it's not. He's, were, he was trying to say, like, just be as natural as possible, stop trying to be funny, but it came across so mean. It was great. Yeah, I don't know any improv teachers, but I feel like you got to take yourself a certain level of seriousness to be one. Yeah. And that is not funny. <laughs> I see, I've watched a lot of bad improv shows, too. Bad improv is some of the worst, uh, most painful performances to watch yeah yeah good improv i think it might be better than i think good improv is better than a lot of stand-up sure it's like magic yeah middle edition schwartz you know if you've never seen that on netflix it's really good magic mike magic city yeah. wings nice. yeah coolio want to keep moving and grooving should we, should we dive into our uh, tasty top nine yeah let's do it this week this top nine it's uh it's juicy it's it's, it's not it's that juicy almost, it's not that juicy no I think it's pretty juicy. I think it's got a lot of different options. It could go a lot of different ways. I think it's salty. It's, it could be salty. It could be sweet. It could Depends be sweet. 
I don't think it could be yeah. juicy though. I'll show you. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a juicy juicy one. All right. Uh, this is the uh, top nine favorite snacks. Maddie Sh- Maddie snack Jack snack Zachary snackery. Yeah, I guess we got a lot of snack infrastructure on the pod. We do. Damon Harrison snacks. I didn't know that one. His nickname was Snacks. Snack Goldberg. No comment. Jesse's face just, he was excited about the snacks and his face just fell crestfallen, you might say. No comment. All right. Yeah, so we got top nine snacks. Obviously, this is up to the chef's interpretation. I, like, so for me, like, the snacks I eat are just, like, leftover pasta or random things in the fridge, uh, like strawberries from the container. Those are the type of snacks I eat a lot. So I decided to not do any of those and just do like classic store-bought type snacks because otherwise the options would be endless. I did like a combination of both. I'm not a big snacker anymore. I feel like I snack more when I'm with other people who are snacking. If I'm by myself, like in my apartment, I don't have that many snacks. I'm more of like a big meal guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, who hasn't snacked? I'm, I've, I've snacked a bunch of my day. Yeah, I used to be the leader of the snack, I think, when I was when I was young. But I, we don't have any snacks in the house because, number one, I feel like they could really add up. Once you get one snack, you might as well get all of them. Yeah. And also, I would just eat it all right away. So yeah. it's sort of a money-saving technique Yeah. I to agree. not have snacks. I agree. But love a snack. I'll start. Why not? I'm, I'm in it. Number nine, I feel like I've talked about this once and you had a very negative reaction, so this will be good. Uh, number nine, I got Sun Chips. I had a negative reaction to Sun Chips? Maybe, I, maybe, I mis- chips? maybe <clears throat> I'm misremembering. Maybe it was someone else. Maybe it was the other podcast that I do. Wow, slammed. I, I'm pro Sun Chip. It's not on my list, but I, I love a Sun Chip. I like Sun Chips. I think they're really nice. I, I think they're, it's a good name, too. It's not, it, name. it's not trying too hard. It's not like Starbucks. But it's not, it's not like Dunkin', but it's not like Starbucks. It's somewhere in the middle. And they're, they feel light. They feel lighter, a lighter than a lot of other chips. And, uh, yeah, I think they're nice, nice te- texture. I like the ridges. Good salt ratio. Everything you could want in a chip. Yeah, I, think, I feel like Sun Chips is the adult version of Doritos. It's, like, it's, it's, it's classier. I feel less judged eating Sun Chips. They're phenomenal. There's different, a couple different flavors. Always good. Never disappoint Sun Chips. I'm, yeah. I'm pro Sun Chip. Sun Chips are definitely a little bit more in shape than Doritos. Yeah. Doritos is a big slob. Big slob. All right. So number eight, I got Stroop Waffle. Stroop. Stroopaloop. Stroop Waffle. Kinda, Stroop Dog. Kind of new on the scene. Well, not new on the scene. It's a Dutch yeah. snack or dessert or whatever you'd call it. But a lot of, They have a breakfast a lot. Yeah, but the snack, for, you know what I'm talking about, like the package. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, to me, they solidified as a snack now that they're an option on some airlines for the snack. Yes. Wow. I forgot about that. And if they're an option on an airline, I'll always, I'll always get it. They're honestly only number eight because they haven't had it enough to, they haven't been part of my life as much as some of the other snacks, but they're tremendous. I mean, you get that caramel, you get the waffle and you get the stroop. Love the stroop. That's a great call. Very specific. I've, I had a couple of troops in Amsterdam, absolutely phenomenal, very popular there. Their, their, their way of eating it, have you ever had a Stroop waffle on top of a coffee? 
You put the stroopwafel on top of the cup and the steam melts some of the caramel inside of the waffle. It's delicious. I love that. They place it on there and you all you got to say is stroop. There it is. <laughs> uh, that, that really tickled me Elmo. That's really good. Thank you. How's now you? I feel like I feel like I, it wasn't intentional, but I just threw it up there and you slam dunked it. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Donuts. I did slam dunk it. I, yeah, donuts. Number seven, I got pretzel crisps. Is it a brand? You never had pretzel crisps? Like rolled gold? No. So I guess I don't know if it's a brand, but they're basically pretzels, but they're thinner and wider. You never heard of these? I'm sure I have. I just can't. I can't. Yeah, I, can't I, see I know. I know. I, I know. We usually have a policy against like typing things during the pod, but you should you should look it up because I'd be very surprised if you haven't seen what I'm talking about. Crisps, crisps, images. Oh, 100 percent. The snack factory. The, oh, these are legendary. The different flavors, of course. Oh yeah. The the, the brand is Pretzel Crisps. Yeah. So this is one gotcha. thing we were talking about everything bagel seasoning, where it's useless usually. This is the perfect application of everything bagel seasoning, a pretzel crisp. 100%. This is a great call. I forgot about these. I didn't even, I had no idea. It's just the packaging is, is how I recognize these things. I had no idea they were even called pretzel crisps. Yeah. They're great. I mean, you get pretzels, but they're also this other thing, and they are too addicting. They are one of the snacks. Kate likes them a lot, so we do have them in the house a fair amount. But they're good, good for dipping as well. Oh yeah, great for dipping. You get hummus with the pretzel crisps. Oh yeah. Uh, really, just that is what we have. But I guess salsa. You could. That kind of sounds weird. Hummus, I feel like, is the the go to. Yeah. The everything bagel seasoning is definitely the best one. I've also had the buffalo wing pretzel crisp. That's insane. I don't think I've had that, but that sounds good. Super good. That sounds like something because Kate is like she buys them, so mm-hmm. she wouldn't buy buffalo. Gotcha. A little too spicy. No, I don't know. She's not. It's like it's like a, it's a man snack. Okay, I'm glad I googled that because that that's uh, that's unbelievable. I had no idea that they were called pretzel crisps. Yeah, I would, that's that's what they are. I would be Detroit shocked if you had never seen them. Yeah, I'm glad now we could we could make the Minnesota links. <laughs> back to back WNBA. That's huge. That's that's huge, and and that's my nine through seven. Very nice. Um, my number nine is. Nuts. I'm going nuts. It's, it's just the overall product of nuts. I was going to, my first draft of my list, I had uh, trail mix. I'm an overall big trail mix guy. But then I thought, like, my favorite part about trail mix is the nuts. And I'm a big nut guy. I go nuts for nuts. Uh, even I go nuts for the candy nuts. My number one nut these days is the macadamia. If I get my hands a couple macadamians, Matt, Matt Damonian nuts, I go nuts. I think those are delicious, like butter. I'm also a big walnut guy. Uh, my dad is a big fan of bringing nuts to ball games, to events. He brings his own bag of nuts. Uh, love a bag of nuts. A peanut, big peanuts in the shells, going to a live event, a sports game, nothing like that. Getting shells all over your pants, all over your fingers, making a mess outside. Uh, if I want to get fancy, I'll go for some pistachio. I think nuts are a great snack. They give you a little bit of energy. They're, they fill you up pretty quickly. Nothing wrong with nuts. Yeah, that's a you went nuts there. I sure did. I did. I don't think you I don't think you mentioned my favorite version of nuts, uh the roasted nuts on the street corners in New York. Nuts City. for nuts. They're the best. And they're less yeah. and less, it feels like every day. 
And yeah. I have to feel like it's because of the lot big anti-nut lobbyists. A lot of anti-nut lobbyists. I remember a guy in middle school brought a bag of those nuts. I guess he's like he went to the city over the weekend and during at school he had them in his pocket, and he would be handing them out like those like drugs. I remember thinking like, what is this? How are these nuts so sweet? And I would, he would just reach into his pocket and give you a handful of, of nuts for nuts. It was amazing. He would uh, futz. Everyone was going to futz over the nuts. Yeah, Martha's Phillips. Yeah. Those are great. I I can't take issue with, with your with your number nine because it's up to the chef's interpretation. I think it's just nuts that you put nuts as one category. It's so varied. I feel like that's saying cheese. <laughs> but I can't. I couldn't. I don't have just one nut that I go to. I go to nut. I was going to have trail mix, but how often do I have trail mix? If I go for long like, drives now, I'll usually bring a bag of nuts and I'll some depends on my mood. Sometimes in a peanut mood, sometimes in a walnut mood. And I didn't want to have multiple nuts on my top nines. And you, you'd call me a nutcase. I would call you a nutcase. That's not what I'm trying to go for. So I stand by it. I, I still see you haven't had any of that bread. Not that I need it. <laughs> yeah. It's more just for the background. I'm trying to make your mouth water a little bit. Okay. I'm trying to drive you nuts. Fair enough. Uh, I think nuts are heavily dependent on the salt ratio, though. If you have a, if you have a dry nut, no one wants a dry nut. It depends no. on the quality of the nut. Like pistachios are just naturally I, too salty. I've never learned how to eat pistachios. You just, you don't know how to. It's crack like so them. much work. It's the that and that and sunflower seeds. It's like sunflower what are, seeds. What are, I get. What are the point of these things? All it is sunflower is work. Sunflower seeds. We can have an entire episode about sunflower seeds. But pistachios, it's just, it's like a, it's like an oyster. It's a, it's a clam. You just crack them open, shuck the nut. Nah, not for me. I don't think th- it's a, it's a low reward for a lot of work. Got it. Oh man, no way. Pistachio, it's the, it's the, the cathedral of nuts. That's why it's, I think it's the most expensive nut. Pistachio? But that's not, I don't want to harp on, on, on pistachio. I feel like it's. All I got, I just, I'm just working so hard. Like if it was like a pistachio Alger story where it's like you work really hard and then you succeed later, that'd be okay. But I feel like you're working really hard. It's more like a 2020 dystopian capitalistic story where you're working really hard and you're, you can't advance. What about peanuts? Have you ever had peanuts in the shell? It's more work. Yeah, but you could have them out of the shell. You can get out of the shell pistachios, but those are even no, you more can't. expensive. All right. My number eight is sliced apple with peanut butter. Gosh dang it, do I love this snack. This snack never disappoints. I don't have it enough, to be honest. I, I feel like I, I need to have it more in my life. I had it a lot when I was younger. It's uh, satiating. It's refreshing. It's not as healthy, healthy as I thought it was when I was younger. I thought that would be like a healthy snack, but it's not as healthy, very sugary. But sliced apple with peanut butter never goes wrong, fills you up. Definitely healthier than like other processed food snacks, but yeah, it's my number eight. I think it's pretty healthy if you got like, I guess, healthy peanut butter. Yeah. If you're having Reese's peanut butter, no. No. That would be amazing. Reese's pieces on top of a sliced apple, candied apple. Candied apple. Classic. Love a good candied apple. That's a good snack. I, yeah, it's not on my list. I didn't do any like fruit on my list, but definitely a solid snack. No fruit on the list. Wow, interesting. Showing your cards. Showing my cards. I'm not Saito. 
My number seven is we talked about this before in the podcast. Cheez Its. I'm a big. I like Cheez Its. Uh, I prefer the low fat Cheez Its. I feel like they're less greasy. Not because they're healthier. I prefer them because they're less greasy and they're crispier to me. Love Cheez Its. I think they have a great salt ratio. They're great on their own. You don't really need to dip them. I don't. I've never heard seen anybody dip a Cheez It. A dip. Cheez It. Dip. Um, great on their own. Grab a couple Cheez Its. Pretty good. Great snack. It's my number seven. Yeah, I have Cheez Its further up on my list, so I'll uh, I'll save my commentary for then. Sweet. Nice. Cheez Its is a, a solid choice. So I got my number six. I don't know, you might have a strong reaction to this because I wanted to include this on another list, but it was deemed insane to do that. So for number don't six... Don't say Altoids. <laughs> it's not Altoids, but it's Tic Tacs. What are you, what are you talking about, Lance? Now you're just you're tarnishing this whole list. You're how, really, am I, how am I tarnishing the list? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, dinner time's in two hours. I'm starving. I'm, I need to have a little snack. Let me pop a couple Tic Tacs that'll really hold me over till dinner time. Yeah, I might oh, do that. Oh, I need to have... I, can we bring a couple of snacks for uh, the long road trip? Yeah, let me grab some Tic Tacs. Yeah, well, if you're not going to give me any of that bread in the corner, then I'm going to have to have I'm not giving you the bread, especially because you're, you're Tic Tac in your snack list. What are you talking about, list? Tic Tac Toe, you're out. <laughs> I'm out. You're done. That's three X's. <laughs> Tic Tacs. Well, these are like orange. Tic-tacs. What? Where, yeah, they could be orange. Tic Tacs are a good ones. Green and orange are the best ones. A but, green Tic Tac as a snack. A well, minty... not not one Tic Tac, multiple, multiple Tic Tacs. So Tic Tacs are I I like them a lot. And where can I? They can't include them in candy. So therefore, they're a snack. They're not a snack. They're not. They're not a. What candy. would you classify they're, them as? They're a like a breath mint. They're they're like a something you keep in your your backpack or your purse, to, just in case you want to like change. You you have a bad taste in your mouth. So a snack is something. The definition of a snack, I would I would say, is something you have in between meals when you're either hungry and or bored. So if you're going to a party and someone's like, bring just bring a couple snacks. We we're not really going to be eating food, and you brought a couple packages of fresh Tic Tacs. What do you think their reaction would be? I think people would be like, "That's unorthodox, but that's actually a really useful move." This is a party, and people want something to have in their hand, and their breath will smell better. Unbelievable! Not surprising, but it's it's inconceivable. That's my number six. Tic Tac will fall. I stand by it. Number five. I got combos. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking combos. So combos is my rest stop go-to. If I'm doing a show on the road or if I'm on the road, I feel like it's the classic. You're in a rest stop convenience store where if you want to get good analysis about a rest stop convenience store, listen to our episode with Brett Raybould, Brett Amanger. I feel like yep. that's pretty much the whole episode. We talk about gas stations on highways and... That I feel like I do. I always do the entire perusal where I look at every single thing I could possibly get, and then there's nothing I want, and I always end up just getting combos. And the pizza one, the buffalo one, talking about buffalo snacks is good. The regular cheese one. It's I after eating a whole bag, I usually feel pretty terrible, but I feel like that's the sign of a good snack where 
you can't really resist. It's a little bit greasier than it needs to be. And you're at a rest stop at a gas station. You need something to hold you over. They're out of Tic Tacs, so get some combos. <laughs> I can't argue combo Jacksons. I love it. They're, they're multi- they play multiple sports. They got different fillings. Uh, I, the combos were on my one of my drafts. Did not make the final cut, but they're undeniable. They're, they're, they're they got the great combination of flavors. Can be sweet and salty. It's it's phenomenal. Can't deny it. And that, you're you're revealing your cards. You're a big pretzel guy. You like pretzels. This could be my last pretzel. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but combos. Well, yeah, I, com- combos are great. Yeah, I feel like they're an American Idol combo bice. Nice. Bo Bice has been in this pot a bunch of times. He's a classic. Absolute classic. Number four, I got Stacy's Pita Chips. Mm-hmm. Another, another classic. Really, what I like about Stacy's Pita Chip is that it's not going to back down. It can stand up to any dip, to any situation, and it's going to succeed. It could be at a girl's book club, or it could be at like a macho man WWE watch. Definitely. No judgment behind Stacy's. No, no one's being like, oh, you got Stacy's? Like, Sun Chips, if you, if you got Sun Chips, people might be like, really, you're going to put out, put out Sun Chips? But Stacy's, like, you know what you're doing. It's one of those foods, and we've talked about this in other top nines, but it could insert itself in any situation, and it's going to maintain its personality, and nobody's really going to be rubbed the wrong way. Stacy's tasty. Yeah. It's a... It, it knows who it is, and it's not apologizing for it. And everyone doesn't. Every, no one is saying, "Oh, Stacy's here." I'm not. I'm not in. About, I'm not about this. Everyone's like, especially, "Yeah, Stacy's here. This is nice." Especially if it's Stacy's mom, who's got it going on. Yeah, Stacy augments the situation. Nice. nice. <laughs> Absolute classics, and but. I feel like you can't have too many of Stacy's because they are more of a thicker. They're they're pita. It's pita chips, so it's like they're not your classic chip. So like if you have a bunch of Stacy's, that's gonna fill you up. Yeah. So they almost have like this built-in threshold where they're a perfect snack because you have a bunch and you're like, all right, I can't have any more. Right. They're probably my favorite chip to dip into hummus. Nice. Yeah. They're they're great. I mean they they're they're not they're not getting intimidated by any dip. No. But they're also not gonna overpower it. Very strong. Max strong. My number six is a, a treat that I haven't had probably since the 60s, but I had to put on my top nine. It's Rice Krispie Treats. I love. I used to crush Rice Krispie Treats. Unbelievable combination of Carme- Carmelo Anthony, Car Marshmallow Anthony, crispy, sweet. They're one of those because they're definitely processed in made in big factories that like you have one you're like i can't just have one you gotta pop a bunch of them i enjoyed i I tried once the rice crispy treat cereal pretty good you break down that little treat into little crispies can't deny that it's it's not a bad like i I haven't had in so long but it's not a bad like when if you're really hungry to have a crispy treat and hold you over until dinner it's my number six yeah they are uh they're like a nice circus act crispy t barnum Barnum, yeah, very nice. Uh, Rice Krispie Treats are good. Definitely that processed aspect of it loses me sometimes because I feel like sometimes you could tell the factory just mailed it in. You've had a bad treat? I've had treats that it just tastes more like the plastic, the, the, not plastic, is it plastic, the wrapper? What's the wrapper made of? It is true though. 
I feel like they do it sometimes. There's a fresher value to them. Sometimes they're a little fluffier, and sometimes when they go stale, they're a little harder. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think the problem with Rice Krispie Treats, the packaged ones, is that if you ever have a homemade, a homemade one, or sometimes like coffee shops will have, will have their homemade yeah, yeah, ones, yeah. they're always just so much better. We yeah. used to actually make them sometimes when, when I was little, and they were just so much better that any time I had a packaged one, I was like, this is... Right. This should get crushed up and stay in the wrapper, but then the wrapper should go in the trash, and then the trash should go to Staten Island in the <laughs> dump that Staten Island has. Not because of Staten Island's trash. I think Staten Island was... I enjoyed it, um, but they, you know, historically, I guess, are known for... part of, Partly known for the yeah. large amounts of refuse. Ref, refuse? That's in Staten Island. Uh, it doesn't have to go to Staten Island, but all I'm saying is that sometimes the package Rice Krispie Treats, they should go to the trash, Trash Bandicoot. Well, I would say that your Tic Tacs should go in the trash, but we'll keep it going. My number five, <laughs> if you're going to slam Krispie Treats, you have Tic Tacs. Having Tic Tacs on your list just puts an entire, it's like steroid era. It's like, it's got an asterisk on it. Tic Tacs is a snack? Feel free to slam away. Slam away a ding-dong. <laughs> ding-dong, I'm at the door. My number five, another processed food, Welch's fruit snack. I mean, just an absolute classic. I love a fruit snack. When I was younger, I would crush fruit snacks at camp. Uh, once in a while, sometimes a big a popular item for uh, young gentlemen on the subway, sometimes they sell fruit snacks. If I'm in a dire position where I'm very hungry, I'll, I'll grab a, a fruit snack for a, a couple dollars. Um, they're, they're definitely processed gummy candies. They're not good for you, but they got fruit in the label, so that's got to count for something. And uh, Welch is it's just a cool name. I like, I like Welch. I like to say it. like like it in front of my snack. I'm number five. It, eighth grade Lance would have applauded that choice, mm-hmm. but maybe like 10th or 11th grade Lance would get them in the vending machine or one time got them in the vending machine, had them and realized, oh, this is like gelatin. This is not real. And I feel like there's some snacks where you have it and some candies actually too. I had this with Reese's where you have it once and it rubs you the wrong way and then you've hit a point of no return. Like yeah, once I, once, experience. yeah, once I realized what fruit snacks were underneath the Welch's and underneath like the cool shapes of the fruit, I'm like, I can't, I can't ever have this again. Wow. They spoiled it for you. Yeah. So nothing's you never had a bad tic tac? No, never. <laughs> but fruit snacks are a solid snack. They're not fruit, but you gotta give the benefit of the doubt sometimes. And I understand my position regarding fruit snacks is um not irrational, but it doesn't disqualify them from being I, I enjoyed by others. I've never had a disappointing experience with a fruit snack. It's always uh, gone down. And hasn't been whacked. My number four is not a fake fruit. It's real fruit. My number four is watermelon. Probably my number one snack of the summer. I, I can't say enough about watermelon. It's the most refreshing fruit to me. I prefer a seedless watermelon. Uh, get them cut up. Get them diced up. It's absolutely refreshing. I can't get enough of it. It's one of the few things where you can have so much of it and afterwards not feel full and disgusting. Uh, I've never said like, oh, I'm stuffed after that watermelon. It's great. It's great when you're warm and when you're hot in the summertime. Uh, I love a sweet melon. 
My number four. We've talked about watermelon before. I'm not a big watermelon guy, but again, that's probably just me personally. Melon. So like melon is different than watermelon. Yeah. Well, uh, what kind of melon are we talking about? Cantaloupe? Carnegie melon. Nice. No, but yeah, cantaloupe. I guess cantaloupe is the melon. I didn't realize that melon and cantaloupe are the same thing. I mean, I did, but I didn't type of thing. (laughs) Cantaloupe, I think, is great. And there are few things better than prosciutto and cantaloupe. cantaloupe. I had that for the first time in Italy, and it was unbelievable. Blew my mind. Sweet and salty definition of it. Yeah, you get some prosciutto and Carnegie melon. You feel like a Rockefeller. You really do. That's one of the best appetizers of all time. Yeah. I think we both had it in our top nine appetizers. I think so. Yeah. That's all. I'd be surprised. I'm, I'm surprised that you're, you're anti watermelon. You're not a big watermelon fan. I've never, I think it, somebody. I, yeah, I'm not anti. It's just never, never done it for me. So if in front of you, you had option to be like, you're, you're not starving when you wanted a snack, a pile of Tic Tacs or some cut up fresh watermelon. What are we going for? Uh, it's it's uh, probably the Tic Tacs. Yikes. Yikes. That's my, that was number four. All right. So number three, I got Cheez-Its. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think the only one we have the same so far. Yes. Uh, Cheez-Its is great for all the reasons you said. Also, arguably the best name for a snack. It tells you what it is. It's just fun enough. It's not over the top. I love on the box how they have like that slice of cheese, like the cheese mm-hmm. wheel. Yep. And love the shape. They're not they're not too thin. They're not too thick. They're the right size. And they might be they they might be the perfect snack. And the only reason why they're not number one is because it knows its limitations. Like you can't there's it's only it it knows that it's like so you know in like track and field did you i did i did track in middle school and there were some people who like they were good sprinters but you put them on the 400 meter and they weren't going to be as good right and i feel like that's what cheese it's it it knows its events it can you can you can have too many cheese it's and it's not as versatile as like stacy's like there's some situations yeah. where it can't like if you're having like a more fancy situation, you can't insert. It's not made for dipping. You can't dip it. Not made for dipping. So th- it has limitations, but it knows its limitations. It's not gonna, it's not gonna try to overstep its its boundaries. Right. So yeah, I appreciate Love Jesus for that. Number two, I got Cars Table Water Crackers. Not sure I'm familiar with these. You'll can know I these. Them? You should Google them. It's Cars C A R R S. A nice little editing point there. Some silence. Cars, cheeses. No, ta- car? cars. What? Cars table water crackers. Why did I put in cars, cheeses? Cars table water. Ah, this is your number two. Oh yeah. These guys. These are this is like the the cracker they give you like at church. I've never even been to church. These have no flavor. What are you talking about? They have plenty of flavor. They're also. It's called table water. <laughs> there's, there's also. There's it all... tastes like tables and water. No, there's flavored versions of them. You can have like the pepper version. They have like a sesame seed version. I mean, this is the classic cracker you put on like a charcuterie board with some cheese. It's it's probably good with some cheese. So like, we're gonna pop some cars. Now, what I like about cars is you could have it with something else, but you could also have it. I'll, I'll eat all whole sleeves. 
Any day. On its own? Oh, yeah. That's absurd. That's absolutely bananas. Maybe if it's flavored. I've never had a flavored Cars, but this... I'd rather get hit by a Cars. I don't know what, what your deal is with this. I just... These... I imagine these just drying my mouth out and, like, not being able to talk and, and like... Does water dry your mouth out? When it's put into a, a dry cracker. <laughs> Table water. I think they're really good. They're, like, the best cracker out there. Wow. The best cracker be- better than uh, Ritz? Oh, yeah. Miles better than Ritz. Also, Cars Table Water Cracker. You said charcuterie board. They are more, you could have them at any event, but I think they're more for more upscale type events. So, it's like matzah. No. It reminds me of matzah. No, matzah, it's way better than matzah. When I'm having a Cars Table Water Cracker, sometimes I'm eating it out of the sleeve, but that's a me thing. But when I'm having it out in public, I'm like, I'm at, a, I'm at an event where someone is doing shady financial practices. I, like, I'm, I'm within the company of people who are successful and some of them have earned it, but others have not. And that's, you know, that's, that's where you want to be, I guess, in life. I don't know about that. I don't want to be, I don't want to be piled in with a couple of Cars crackers. My experience with Cars is dry, not flavorful, just, I don't know, it's, it's, it blows my mind. Wow. Above Stacy's? Yeah, because Stacy's, they're kind of newer on the scene. They, they haven't been with me my whole life, like Cars Table Water Crackers. And Stacy's at the bottom, they get kind of crushed sometimes. You hate yeah. to see that. And I would, I would, I think I would take some cars over some Stacy's. Unbelievable, inconceivable. So my number one, and I can't see you having issue with this. It's just a good snack overall. Is Goldfish? Can't have issue with that. That's classic. Just a classic snack. Love all the flavors. Probably equally. I think I, I would say original is my favorite, just because it's. You got to respect kind of the brand identity of the original. But the cheddar is great. The pretzel's great. Is that it? I think they have like an extreme. Oh, they have a cheddar. pizza one, which is not that good. Uh. The pizza one is, they're trying a little too hard with the pizza. But pretzel, regular cheddar, their fish, it's a, it's a good time. It's You're a having time. a good time eating goldfish. You're never having a bad time. You could be in third grade just getting home from school, kind of those hours in between school and Hebrew school, that could be yep. a goldfish time. Or you could be an adult who's just having goldfish for some reason, watching goldfish. the NBA bubble, or who knows? You could Goldfish are, you know, you, you sw- they, they swim along with the tide, and they're going to be a nice companion amidst the dark, desolate harbor that life could sometimes be. I love it. Can't, can't argue that. It's catch the day, goldfish. I think they're really good. They're not on my top nine, but they're definitely in one of the drafts. I think my number one is probably Cheddar Goldfish. But I'm never disappointed. They remind me a little bit of Cheez-Its somehow, like the flavor a little bit. But they're fish. They're not Cheez-Its. Uh, and you're right. They're fun, fun to eat. They're never, uh, never bad. I love a goldfish. What if, you had cheddar, goldfish. what if you had Cheddar Goldfish on a burger? That would be weird. I don't think it would melt well. It might be animal cruelty as well. <laughs> yeah, I guess, with that fish and the burger. Yeah, so that's a, it's a weird combination. Yeah. But nice. Yeah. Surprise! I would not have predicted that to be your, your number one, but can't argue it. What do you think I, my number one would be? I'm glad that it wasn't Tic Tacs, but I don't know. I, I didn't try to predict it, to be honest. I'm not sure. 
I was thinking maybe like a like a lemon. Okay. Yeah. Because a lemon slice. Cleo lemon. <laughs> Don lemon. Well, there's lemon. That's all the lemons. Lemonade. Okay. Wow. Okay, my number three is popcorn. Love me some popcorn. Had some popcorn last night. I had a fresh bag of popcorn. Popcorn. Uh, I like regular movie theater style popcorn, but I can't not I can't not kettle corn. I feel like I went through a kettle corn phase, like in college. The sweeter popcorn, it's always good. I love that you can pop it in a microwave, but you can't pop it. You don't have a microwave. Um, it's it's phenomenal. You you can get like the healthier versions of popcorn that aren't all as buttery uh, or salty, but sometimes at a movie theater you can just go nuts and put some butter on that popcorn and uh, go absolutely crazy. Throw some M and M's in there. It's a great snack. My number three. Yeah, so I had popcorn in my original draft, but then I I realized I don't really classify popcorn as a snack as much as I do a drug. <laughs> wow. I. <laughs> Once I have it, I could not stop eating it, and I always feel sick after eating popcorn because I eat so much of it whenever I have it, and I actually ate so much of it, this was like three years ago, where I just decided that I was never going to have popcorn again in my life, because... It, That's why you got rid of the microwave. It wasn't worth it, but then I went to the movies, and I got it yeah. again, but so I only get uh, popcorn now. The thing I the, the the line I drew is I don't get it. We never. I mean, we don't have a microwave now, but I would like even before that, I would not get it for home consumption because it would be gone in two in a night, and then I don't ever feel good after eating it. That's the problem where I realize I love it while I'm having it, but I always feel awful after eating it. So I can't say I like it. I just have to eat it and suffer the consequences. You should try that. My sister got some, it's like organic brand popcorn that I had last night. It's really good that, and felt good afterwards. That's the thing. So, so I feel like maybe I got to try this particular brand, but I feel like the kettle corn, I don't really like this. I don't too sweet for me and the healthier, like pop secret, you know, that one. Yeah. I feel like it's not, I just, I just don't think it's that good. Yeah. It's kind of like crunchy air. Yeah. You got to just uh, have that movie theater butter situation going. And what about white cheddar popcorn? I was, I was kind of hoping you didn't say that because that's <laughs> one of the most disgusting foods on the planet. I don't, that is one. It's so gross. I've met so many people that are like, they find it gross and like they can't even look at it or smell. Like, what are you talking It's It's white cheddar popcorn. What's so gross about it? It's one of the worst combinations out there. And also to have the cojones to call it smart food. What's smart about it? It's a dumb combination. It's an insult I mean, to it's an insult to whoever's eating its intelligence. <laughs> wow, uh, I would. I hopefully you don't get sued by what smart foods there, but well, I I can't, I can't knock it. If I get sued, that's fine because I can't imagine their legal team will be able to string together a competent case. <laughs> Popcorn string, Sue Bird. I, I can't. I can't. I, I don't understand sometimes how. Angry people get about white cheddar popcorn. I'm popping off about it. You are. You really are. Greg Popovich. <laughs> my number two is probably my, my most consistent snack that I have now as an adult. It is turkey roll-up. You, you get some cold-cut turkey from the, the fridge, from the supermarket, and I love going in there in between meals 
grabbing a couple of slices of turkey, rolling it up, sometimes putting some mustard in there, sometimes just bare backing it and having a turkey roll up. It's it's satiating, it's delicious. Um I can't I can't get enough of it to be honest. It's my go to like I always at the supermarket will get turkey cold cuts because I know I'm 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 gonna finish it. Never gets wasted. I never am like, oh I gotta throw the turkey out. I always crush it. Um yeah, turkey. Yeah, so you're saying like turkey, you roll it up. Do you put cheese in the middle or no? Not usually. Just you roll up the turkey and you just have it. Sometimes I put a little mustard in, in the minute before I roll it. Yeah. Do you, is it usually like cold cuts from the deli or will you ever get like that pre-rolled like Oscar Mayer situation? Never gotten the pre-roll. So I like that a lot. Like I'll do that. It's not in my top nine because I, I lately haven't just haven't been getting cold cut turkey. I feel like in New York, it's kind of expensive. Maybe. Certain places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like that you said that. I feel like I, I was just imagining Kate's reaction uh, taking tur- turkey, rolling it up, and having it, and I feel like she's gonna have a strong visceral reaction against it. But is she anti cold cut turkey in general? No, but I, 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 I was imagining that like Oscar Mayer pre rolled turkey. Not, that's like not a big fan of that. Yeah, that's like clearly not great. I was imagining yeah. you eating that. <laughs> okay, all right. I will sometimes at my local bodega. They have uh, prosciutto rolled up that has the cheddar and or, or I think provolone in there. It's pre-rolled up. I will sometimes indulge with that. Yeah. I mean, you got to, sometimes you just got to get some pre-roll in there. Exactly. Yeah. Some pre-roll, some B-roll. It's a, it's, that's a good, that's, that's a a good choice. I appreciate it. I have that a lot if it's, if it's available. It's a classic. Never, never fails. Yeah. And my number one, something that I've grown to absolutely go nuts about as an adult, it's not nuts, it's hummus. I had hummus for the first time in Israel, my sophomore year of college, on birthright, and I haven't looked back since. I used to be really scared of just dips and like mushy things growing up, and hummus always fell into that category. But once I had it, it opened up a whole new world. I love hummus. I, I love trying new kinds of hummus, new hummus combinations. My number one overall combination is probably just garlic in hummus. I uh, love that. Got to have that. I'm not, I don't like hummus as like a topping, as like a put on a sandwich. I'm not a fan of that. I like it as a dip, dipping vegetables, dipping a chip. It's just it's the number, my number one snack. The most consistent snack I have over turkey roll-ups is hummus. And I'm, I'm a hummingbird about it. I just think that's it's wild. Wild that you go off on me on the Tic Tacs. But hummus... You, you can't have it without something else. How does that even qualify? Hummus is great, but you can't just have... I mean, unless you're just eating hummus from the jar, which, fine. But I feel like when you say hummus, you're implying you're having it with a snack, an actual snack. A pretzel, a chip, but the hummus, a carrot. But hummus is a part of a snack. It's, a part of a, it's like a part of a, a little combination of a snack. Yeah, but it can't stand by itself. That's like saying, like... That's like saying, here's my kitchen... But it's in IKEA. It's not. You need the house to for the kitchen to actually work. But the, the hummus is it's, it's the main. It's the main thing of the of the snack. The, I, I can't. It's, an, it's it the itself. engine. So it's the engine of a snack. But for an engine to operate, you need a vehicle for it to be in. And the vehicle is a carrot or a chip or a pretzel. <laughs> 
I just think pop, I, I, popping I off once in a while. I spoon fill some hummus in my mouth. Yeah, which I don't. I'm not judging you. I think I would. I would do. That. I've done that. But I think if you're saying hummus is your number one snack, that's what you're implying. I'll take a bath in some hummus. Okay. I don't appreciate this hummus slander. I feel like it's uh, anti-Semitic. Fine. I think you should get canceled. Put put that on me. I don't. I don't find it humorous. So hummus. You could. What if you publicly went out and said? My Jewish podcast partner is anti-Semitic, so therefore we should cancel this podcast. I don't want the podcast to be canceled. I think the podcast should be not canceled, but some of your take, like, hummus is a snack. What else is hummus? Hummus is not a meal. Hummus is not a... Uh, it's a dip. And a dip is a snack. No, a dip is a component of a snack. I don't know about that. That seems like uh, semantics. I think you're anti-snacking. I'm pro-snacking. But I think the best snacks have different elements to it. I mean, this is this is hummus slander. No, it's not. I like hummus. I just think that there's a false equivalency here, where if you're going to go after my Tic Tacs, Tic Tacs is a it's a whole component. Agree to disagree. All right. It's still a fun top nine. We're both really got into it there. We're both right, but you're wrong in this case. We really real battled there. Yeah, we did. We battle star Galactica. Nice, Galactic talk. Nice. So now we got uh, our segment in which we have, I got Phil Jackson selecting your picks. Phil Jackson debuted, he debuted last week pretty impressively, very impressively. One of the best debuts we've had on the pod. I don't think he'll be able to top it, but we'll see. I don't think he will either, but this is what I'm going to, I'm going to read. He's got, the thing about, Phil Jackson is that he has these nice lead-ins to his predictions. He's which, a great writer. Yeah, so this is what he said this week. Big-time week for snacks. I think Jesse will have an interesting list, but I also predict some absolute curveballs from that curly-headed beauty. After all, <laughs> he is a snack himself. Oh. I've munched a bunch with him, so oh, no. I'm eager to see where he lands. Below, it's a bunch shape. Below are a few predictions. Pretzels, specifically the rods, and he loves a good fake cigar. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Pretzel Rod Smith. Damn it, Phil! Pretzel Rod Stewart. Uh, chips, Cape Cods and or Doritos. I thought you were going to have like Cape, Cape Cod cracked pepper chips. I was surprised you didn't have that. I'm a big Cape Cod glass guy. What am I thinking? Uh-oh. Uh, macadamia nuts, you got that. Got come nuts. on, Phil. Way to come back at it. Uh, pepperoncini. Interesting choice. Wow, I'm, I always have pepperoncinis in my fridge, and Phil always goes for the pepperoncinis. I don't... Oh, that's... God damn it, Phil. Wow. That's, that's, that should be number one. Wow, Phil's got a better snack list for you than you. I, <laughs> he's got uh, Dunkaroos. An absolutely classic. Haven't had those since the 70s. Yeah, Dunkaroos, for me, was a dip. It was my number two dip in our <laughs> dip episode. Uh, and then he's got a bonus, which is interesting, the 3D Dorito. Yeah, that's way off. But the rest, <laughs> the rest, of the, the rest of the list is absolutely phenomenal. He also pepperoncinis. Yeah, that's a that's a strong one. He also said he got a PS, and I agree with him here. He said he said PS. I'd be shocked if Calamari doesn't get a mention. It's been like four episodes since a mention, and this is that we're in a Carmine's drought. Carmine's hasn't been brought up in a long time, and I'm missing, I'm missing your love of Carmine's. We are in a Carmine's drought. I haven't been in Carmine's since uh, the pandemic started. It's been it's been sad times. We haven't had a, 
that much to, to reminisce about Carmine's, but no. shout out to Carmine's. Calamari is a snack. I would agree with that. Yeah, if you put calamari on here, I'd be much better with that than hummus. <laughs> it does stand alone. Yeah. Calipari, calamari. You could even nice. dip it in some hummus. You could, uh, yeah, probably be delicious. Yeah. Okay, Kate's picks are pretty spot on. She's. I, I feel like... That's good, because she was like, she was... I wouldn't say she was yelling at me, but she said that I don't like snacks. <laughs> she said I'm like a European who always eats food, and I'm always eating meals, and that I don't eat snacks, and that uh, she was going to look like she didn't know what I liked, and she was worried. But I, I, I thought just... I thought that she was going to come through, so I'm glad to see that it sounds like she was accurate. Yeah, for the most part. Kate's in a tough spot, because like snacks should be something like she's... If, she should see you snacking if you're a snacker, but this is also you've evolved as as adults, and you might not be snacking as much since you've you've been in a relationship with her. No, like my snacks are like leftover sushi or whatever we had for dinner last night is basically my snack. Yeah, leftover sushi is crazy. But she, she said, "Haha, here's some guesses: pretzel crisps, bingo, bingo. I mean, number one, bingo, Jeez Louise, number two, goldfish, bingo." Two Cheese it's three for three. We got a bases loaded here. Then tortilla chips as a vehicle for guacamole, salsa, etc., but not chips by themselves. Okay. So pretty interesting, though you did have a couple of chips by themselves on your list, like sun chips. And but that's cheese. that's an understanding of the interplay between dips and, and vehicles, which yes. not everyone seems to understand. I understand it. I just choose to interpret it as a chef. And her last one is Nature Valley Bars. Which okay. It's interesting. I am a big fan of bars. I was thinking about having a couple different bars on my list, but I ended up not choosing the attorney general. I don't consider them a snack. No, um, but yeah, I have those from time to time. I don't actually, they're, they're, I feel like they get the job done. Like I actually yeah. don't really enjoy them while I'm having it, but I know I'm going to enjoy it. It's like the opposite of popcorn. Where like after right. I have it, I'm going to feel way better. Yeah. But I don't they're think great when you're like really hungry and like yeah. almost a meal replacement in a way. Yeah, they are sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very spot on by Kate. Yeah, very good. Especially considering the circumstances of you not being a big snack guy. Yeah, lacking sweet some snacking. A lot of snacking. This episode's a snack. I hope I hope all the Razor Packs so far are snacking on this episode. You want to snack on some ads? Sure. Today's Braised Bits is brought to you by Toasted Bagels. Are you a fan of crispy, warm bagels but don't have the luxury of getting a fresh A-Bay-Bay bagel? Try toasting it. Gives you the soft interior and crunchy exterior, as well as a hot service so that your smeared or butter can easily run the spread offense. Does your local bagel store have a toaster? It's for a reason. It's not treason. Get it toasted. Wow. Toasted bagels. Are you going full heel here? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, it's an ad we got today by Big Toasted Bagel. I uh, just wanted to support the pot. The bagel toast lobby? Yeah. All right. Well, BTL. I guess we got to talk about our values as a pod. <laughs> so I have a PSA, actually, about toasted bagels. And this actually stems from my friend Brian Fasano has a newsletter that I enjoy, a weekly newsletter. It's called Letters from Bri-Bri. You can subscribe to it, Letters from Bri-Bri at substack.com. But I sent him a... Uh, a question for to answer in the newsletter and it was basically about our mayor of new york city bill de blasio he's done these two food new york faux pas of eating pizza with a fork and 
uh, admitting that he orders a bagel toasted when he goes to the bagel store. So I wanted to ask him which he thought was the worst one. He said toasting a bagel. And I thought his description of like why it's bad. I feel like we've talked about this a lot, but I think he really nailed the description of what is so sacrilegious about it. So I'm just going to read what he said. Uh, he said, toasting a fresh bagel is an insult to the proprietors. The independent purveyors of our rounded bread take pride in their work and in the ability to deliver a freshly made, doughy, and warm bagel. Any establishment that serves you a bagel in New York City is making a statement. The quality of their product can compete with any other bagel spot in the most crowded bagel market in the world. The quality stands on its own merit the second it has left the oven. From there, your only choice is what you're going to put on the bagel. Asking a real bagel maker in New York City to toast your bagel is making a statement about that establishment. It's saying that the place does not make the bagels fresh. It is quietly suggesting that they don't have a high enough volume of customers to be serving fresh bagels all day. Modifying a bagel with a toaster oven is suggesting that there was some kind of sin committed in the process of making the product. It's implying this place doesn't look like they make theirs fresh. In a food market as competitive as New York City, that is like saying, you don't belong here. Why don't you take this back to Ohio or wherever the hell you are from? I mean, I love the passion. I love the way it's written. I love the raw, just unbelievable specificity. It's incredibly, it's, it's an incredible argument. But all I have to say is every bagel store I've been to has a toaster. Why, why wouldn't they have a toaster? Like, if they were so confident in their, I, I, we've gone over this many times. If, there, if I see a, there's a fresh bagel, I know it's coming out hot, I don't need it to get toasted. But if it's been there for a while, I'll get it toasted. Especially if I have it the next day in my house or apartment, I'll, I'll toast that bad boy up. So it's, you know how, like, it's not exactly like this, but you know how, like, the mob will have, like, tests? And if, like, they give you two options of something, and if you choose the bad option, you get whacked or something? That's, like, the, ba the bagel store has the toaster to, like, know if they should not respect you. That's, that's insane. Why, why have a toaster? Why give the option? Because they, they want the customers to be seen as who's going to get whacked? Yeah. It's not, it's not the perfect analogy, but it's, there's something, it's just, it's just, this, he, I can, I'm not going to explain it better than it was just explained. That's all, that's all, there's nothing more that needs to be said about. It, it wasn't greatly written. I, I have never actually seen it from that perspective of being like, of thinking that the, bagel store employees are judging me for asking to get toasted. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Because most what times am, they're asking, do you want it toasted? What am I, sometimes they've, they've given you the option without me even saying I know. It. Well, that's, there's something really disturbing about this trend because it's like more, it's like New York is less New York every passing. I think the virus actually will make New York a lot more New York because people who are sticking around are like New Yorkers. Or even if you're from somewhere else, you're like, all right, I identify as a New Yorker. So... I think there's going to be more of that uh, strength maybe after all this is over. But one of my favorite occurrences of the past like three years is my sister was telling the story where she was at a bagel store and her friend wanted it toasted. And the bagel store owner just said, no, it's fresh and didn't toast it. And that's what, that's, you, sh that's what you should do. So my local bagel store, the guy would be like, if I say toasted, it'd be like, it's fresh. You know, you know, it's fresh though. But then I'll be like, oh, okay, no, never mind. 
But I never, I never heard the guy say no. That's great. I yeah. love that. Yeah, love that. Got to have it. Need that. Not toasted. <laughs> was that your ad? Yeah, that, that was a PSA. I'm so great that I'm so glad that I uh, I had my ad the way I had it also. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it ended up uh, being nice. The lobby's not going to be happy. They're going to be like, "What are we paying for?" But that's, that's fine. Right. Money in our pocket. <laughs> Beautiful. Should we get into the new hybrid segment? Is that a QAB? Well, yes, but we have one question. Ah, true. One question before we get into that. So this is from a listener named Back Mulberg. So oh, I forgot about this. So, I thought we were done with this. So, so, so Back Mulberg writes in and says, I have a question for the Brazer hosts. My name is Back Mulberg. I was a big fan of Wax segment. It was like hot sriracha. My question is, where does Jesse Messy Hair Eigner get off on lashing out at Wax? Wax seemed to be a loyal brazer back who just didn't want to set aside 490 hours for one podcast. I can't get through it. <laughs> And make sure Jesse shoulderless lesbian shrine to his favorite player was in good condition. So it gives. Yeah. So my first th- my first response is I think back Moberg should go to the dermatologist, take care of whatever is <laughs> going on with his skin. Um, you should always get your skin checked once a year, especially if your name is Moberg. Uh, but the rest of that, I plead the fifth. I don't think uh, back deserves any more attention that he's gotten. And uh, I feel like the rest of my, my previous statements on the pod speak for themselves. I refer to uh, my, my Manchego example. About... So I feel like you're accusing Back Molberg of actually being Wack Goldberg. Yes, that, you, you said it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's tough because you have, you have Wack Goldberg, and he's definitely lived up to his name. I mean, he's been Wack this whole time. He comes in, time. He comes in hot sometimes. Then he, you know, he's a, he's a wild card. You never know. He comes in with some great suggestions, but then he kind of shows that he doesn't listen. So he told us the episodes were too long. No one else has told us that. If anything, we got feedback of the opposite. And you, we, we, yeah, we've, we've, kind of, we've kind of went over this. And I would, I would love to see Wack Goldberg incorporated into the pod somehow again. But uh, I think you got to do the work. He's got to earn his stripes. He's got he's to... Fight for his uh, spot back, and so far, there's no, there's no reason to give it back to him. Phil Jackson is is absolutely wide pipping him. He's taking a spot and shining. His his reviews are spot on. They're funny, and uh, I know Phil listens to every single second of the, the pod. Yeah, and like Phil with um, you know even uh, like recognizing having the foresight to or putting the things together, recognizing that it, we're in a Calamari Carmine route. That's some intangibles that we just didn't get with whack on the field. You, you didn't see that. No. Phil is showing raw talent that, uh, I just, I, I, I could see it. I could, I, I thought this is, might be the way he performed, but he's really exceeding my expectations. Yeah. That's speak that. of, speaking of Phil, I'm using, uh, as a prop under my laptop, Phil Jackson's uh, book. Seven Rings? Oh, Eleven Rings. That was like, isn't that an Ariana Grande song? Yeah. 
yeah. based on Phil Jackson's book. Yeah, that's nice. Jesse's holding it up, but I'm the only one that can see it because this is an <laughs> audio podcast. We is are going to... I thought, I thought well, we did video. Well, we're going to do video, but we want to wait until uh, we could be in person. Yeah. Which I guess That's maybe maybe we'll do that soon. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That actually, that leads me into my entire Zatic UAB. Is that, is that all we got on That's on all Mulberg? we got. Yeah. yeah. Freeze off Molberg. Maybe get that scraped off your back. But is that a QAB? For me, we're just talking about maybe we'll do something in the future. My is that a QAB is plans. This past week, literally anything that I planned got canceled. I was I got booked on a, a an outdoor stand up show. An hour later, it got canceled. Uh, I had plans to meet up with my parents. Had to cancel because of a thunderstorm. Um, I had plans this past weekend for a couple friends to come out to Long Island. Got canceled. I it, I just feel like anytime I make any kind of plans, uh, the universe has something to say about it. It's kind of God. I don't know the quote, but like God laughs at plans or something if you plan the future. It's just, uh, it's, it makes you realize how much you've got to appreciate the moment. I'm more, in, in, in general, I like being spontaneous and kind of making plans in the moment and like not thinking about it too far in the future. But obviously you can't act that way as an adult. But this past week was very frustrating. Everything that I had on my schedule got uh, kiboshed. Yeah, that sounds frustrating, I guess. I wish more of my plans got canceled, to be honest. The overall... I, in general, pre-pandemic, when plans get canceled, it's like a relief. It's like, oh, great. But yeah. now I'm, I've, I'm weirdly looking forward to stuff planned, which I never did before. Yeah, I think um, I think it's John Mulaney. He had a bit that's like canceled plans. plans it's like heroin. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that is frustrating. Um, it's just a... It's, there's just so many uncertainties to plans nowadays that... I actually think what's QAB is it sounds like your plans were kind of concrete, set in stone, Roger Stone, Biz Stone, Stone, Cold Stone Creamery, Blue Hill Stone Barns, John Stone's, The Sorcerer's Stone. Sorcerer's Stone. Um, But now I feel like you actually need to, I used to like, you know, being loosey-goosey, you just show up, you do something, but you can't. Like, you actually need to know specifics of plans now. Right. Like, if someone is like, hey, you want to come to this thing? It's like, well, maybe. Who else are you inviting? What's the situation? How are the people feeling about social distancing? Right. And there's so many variables now that it's it's kind of tough. And I feel like unless you know you have an innate trust of, of the person, and I, I, it almost feels like sometimes... I have a few events coming up and it feels like I'm getting sold on them a little bit mm. as opposed to like, which is weird, but it's also like, I think what the pandemic is doing to people, it's, it's kind of, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And you, sometimes if you're put into a position of having to choose to like, to choose if you're going to an event, if you're not, depending on the, the context, it's tough. But the worst is, is when, cause there's such a lack of events and lack of plans in my world. When, when I have plans, it's like I'm highly looking forward to it. So this past week's been, it's been tough. Maybe we'll go fishing or something. I'd love to go fishing. Have you? In the city, me and you? Yeah, I've never caught a fish in my life. I've gone fishing a few times, but I've never caught a fish. Neither have I. All right, we got to do it. I've caught a couple of Swedish fish. That'd be great for the pot. Good pot stories. Yeah, we'll do it. 
we'll um, cast out a couple of uh, rods, cast iron skillet. Cast iron skillet rods. Pretzel rods. Rods do it. Um, yeah, all right, so my is at a QAB. I didn't talk about this, so I did stand-up comedy last week. Um, nice. And it wasn't my highlight because I was actually frustrated more so because I did the show, and then I was like, oh, I got, like, it was, I did, like, new stuff, basically, because it's a pandemic, and and uh, then I was like, oh, I did fine, I thought, but I was, like, especially considering the situation, um, and I got off stage, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to tighten this and change this up, and then I realized there's nothing in the pipeline, and it's just frustrating, um, but on the way to the show, it was, dry. it was in Uncasville, Connecticut, as you know, but as the, the pod listeners, the Brazerbacks, I, I don't know why I just called the pod listeners pod listeners. That was an insult <laughs> to Brazerbacks. I apologize profusely. But I was driving to Connecticut for the show, and I got stuck in horrible traffic. I actually barely just made the show in time because the traffic was so bad. But yeah, I was on the Triborough Bridge for like an hour. And one of the reasons it was, I kind of got caught in bad monsoon rain, but one of the reasons why there was so much traffic is because you know how drivers do this thing where there's like one of the lanes to an exit is jammed up. So drivers will get in the other lane, cut the line and squeeze in at the last moment. The traffic, the traffic was probably like, I feel like the waiting time for everybody would be reduced in at least half if people just stayed in the lane. To stay in your lane. And then the, that problem doesn't exist. There were multiple exits where that was happening. And I don't like to do that because I think it's just, it kind of is, it kind of is, I think, a symptom of like, you could, you could make the connection to the pandemic where these are people who like are going from, they're like people who are going from hot states to other states and not quarantining, like not basically not following the rules. And because they're not following the rules, they're putting everybody else in a terrible situation, valuing their own what they want to do rather than the collective success of the community. And that's what you're doing when you're cutting traffic. And I was like, it was so slow and I was running so late that I had to do that. But I'm like, am I also bad now? Because I, I had no choice. I was on this bridge for an hour and I had to get to like, I don't think you're bad. I, I, I I'm hate that. Of, I, I just hate that. I, I hate that. I understand. I, I, I do that a lot um, of going to the, to the last second of the exit and cutting over. But I, I don't remember where I heard it. I don't know if it's true. But I, I know someone said that that process of people going and cutting over the last second actually somehow helps the flow of traffic. No, it doesn't. It moves. It, it, I, I think it does. It helps move. It jiggles up the like the puzzle pieces of the traffic jam, it keeps the flow moving. People got to let people in. I like to think that it helps. And you know what? It's a dog eat dog world on the, uh, on the highway. You got to do what you got to do. If you could find concrete proof, then okay. I'll Next accept episode, it. I'll show you. But it, it's, it's, again, it's the same. I always go back to this example, but it's the same thing of if you're at pre COVID, if you're at a comedy show, if you're doing a comedy show and people come in and they just sit in the back, and on the sides, when it's not a full room, they set up the, sh- the. It is the same the thing. Same. It is the it's same thing because you're valuing your individual time, your individual preference over uh, society uh, succeeding collectively. 
I don't know. I think it's you could make you could make it's an option. You could make a small sacrifice in order for everybody else to succeed. I mean, it's kind of the argument about taxes and like making a certain amount of money. I mean, I'm not in a tax bracket where like I know like people who have a lot of money, like for example, like some some of these really wealthy people are leaving New York City because the taxes are so high. And I guess there is like a balance where it's like if you do make a lot of money, maybe like if you're getting taxed fifty percent, which I don't think anyone is getting taxed fifty percent, but like I understand like there's a balance between paying taxes and earning money, but like you know, if you earn a certain amount of money, you can afford to pay more taxes and it's not gonna hurt you. It's kind of the same I feel like it's the same con- concept where your individual kind of selfishness puts everybody else in a hole. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, whether you're thinking about that or not, you're just putting yourself over over society working. I think it's a, it's on the road on the highway. It shows you a little bit of savviness. I think it shows it shows uh, you're not going to sit back and just take the cards that are dealt to you. You're going to take the traffic in your own hands. You're going to find the quickest possible route. Yeah, but it's at the expense of everyone else. In the I'm case of in the case of cutting over, it's, it's, how much it adds another. I don't think it's that much of a hassle. I wouldn't have moved. It would have taken me an extra. I feel like half an hour if I if I just yeah, stayed. Yeah, so it, it helped you. And how much did it hurt the overall scheme of the traffic? I don't know, but I would have just stayed in the in the traffic. Yeah, do what's best for you, especially in that situation. What you did. I don't. I don't think. I think sometimes you do, but I don't think this is one of those situations. I think the I road. Like it I, gives you a little bit of a rush. It, it does a, give you a little bit of rush, but that adrenaline. Where we don't look out for our fellow drivers or our fellow humans, and I, I think this is a perfect I look out example. for my drivers. I, I I will show you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research and some. The only the only thing. thing the only thing where it's okay, and this was happening a little bit, but there were a lot of buses that were doing this, like New York City buses. But that I think is okay because if there's fifty people, if there's fifty people on the bus, then, I you know that's that's, it's it's not a one to one ratio in terms of like a car and a bus. If there's fifty people on one bus, let them get ahead. What if it's Jerome Bettis driving a car? Then that's one bus, in a car. Well, good for you for 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 taking the initiative to go into that lane. Maybe I maybe moving forward you'll you'll want the adrenaline rush again. Green well, you rush. could get you could get that same adrenaline rush from like so for example if you're getting on an if you got to get off an exit and it's like half a mile and you got to cut over two lanes, I would argue that's the same adrenaline rush as cutting traffic. But the cutting over two lanes when there's no traffic is not harming anybody. It's not causing. I think any you're extra I think time. you're over exaggerating a little bit how much harm it does to the traffic. I don't. I think it from what I've heard. In red, I think it helps the traffic. All I know is that I was following the rules, and if I followed the rules, then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made the show. Did people? Did anyone beep at you when you, when you cut back over? Yeah. People beeped at you. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Probably, probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Or, but you have you have to just really like you have to really force your way in there. You know when people like if you're the car that's getting cut off, you know that the person in front doesn't only cares about themselves that's the i don't know i i always will never care when people cut in front of me because i know i i do the same thing i never it depends sometimes i do sometimes they don't i feel like there's a there's a time where it's okay to do it and then once you get past that threshold it's just it's a it's a brazen bit 
and I, I, I'm pro Brazen Bits. I'm pro Brazerbacks. I would love to know if you're listening to this, Brazerbacks. What is your uh, your thoughts on this? This is probably a very polarizing subject. Do you do you cut people off in traffic, or do you not? Yeah, this is. Nice. The... I don't. I don't consider cutting off. I say taking the road that it's given to you. And sometimes you gotta you gotta go on the exit road. Well, and then cut over. I think that you should be the lawyer for. What did I say? Smart food popcorn? Yeah, white cheddar. Because you're just spinning this into somehow making you look good. but Spin City. Spin City. Uh, all right. That was, that was a good time. Nice one. Let's bring in the closer. Let's do it. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits. Bits, 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 bits. Most on rhythm, on beat we've had the entire quarantine. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, got anything to plug a roo? No, nah, just listen to the pod, leave us a review. We should definitely do one of those like pre recorded things in the beginning. Like, hey, this is yeah. Braze Bits. We're two chefs. If you like the pod, just if it, it does really help leaving us a review. Um, so, yeah, we certainly appreciate that. All you just got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars, yeah. or, or three if you think it's a three-star podcast, but we know it's a five-star podcast. Yeah, and, he, and on top of that, I would say we have our classic people who always kind of give us uh, feedback, but if, if you're a consistent listener, but you don't reach out, just let shoot us a line, drop us a line, let us, let us know that you're Razorback, Romain, let us know, give us a question, give us some feedback. Love to hear uh, more interactions with the Brazerbacks. Yeah, and thanks for everyone who sent questions. Um, yeah. And you could, uh, again, email us at brazebits at gmail.com, brazebits at gmail.com, or complicated email. DM us at brazebits. Sweet sauce. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.